It's game week, so we're taking our first look at the Dallas Cowboys, and we're going to discuss the day's news and notes for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, including a first-time team captain. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are free and we are available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WTSP Plus 10 Tampa Bay Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison, writer for Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. My co-host is James Jarko, the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. He's not here today, but you can find him on Twitter at JJarko underscore Bucks. I am at DHarrison82, and the show is at Locked on Bucks. Once again, we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. Today's episode is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you could win up to 10 times your money on your entry first time users can receive a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 with the promo code locked on that's prizepicks.com use the promo code locked on later on in this episode we're going to take our first look at the dallas cowboys but first the tampa bay buccaneers identified five team captains on monday or at least head coach todd bowles unveiled them uh, on monday and they are quarterback tom brady wide receiver mike evans Linebacker Lamonte David, linebacker Devin White, and defensive tackle Vita Vea, who is a first-time team captain for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, we're going to go through these guys one by one because, obviously, these are some of the best players on this year's Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster, but they're also some of the best players in franchise history, league history, when you start with quarterback Tom Brady, who is just 15 wins from becoming the winningest quarterback in Buccaneers history. Think about that. Tom Brady in his third year with the franchise, just 15 wins shy of tying Trent Dilfer, who currently holds a record for most wins in the Buccaneers in Buccaneers history as a quarterback with 38. I know wins and losses are not quarterback stats, but as quarterback stats go, Trent Dilfer, 38 wins, leads the franchise in wins right now uh, for the franchise. 15 wins. This season, so a 15 and two record for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would earn Tom Brady that record. Tom Brady also 39 touchdown passes away from the most in franchise history right now. James Winston holds that record with 121, and he's six game winning drives away from Doug Williams' mark of 14 game winning drives as a Buccaneers quarterback. Now, six game winning drives might seem like a lot, especially in one season, but when you look at the Buccaneers' schedule. We've kind of already been over this over the, the offseason, one of the toughest schedules in the National Football League this year. Six game-winning drives may be something that Tom uh, could pull off on his way to 15 regular season wins, giving him all sorts of more uh, Buccaneers records. So Tom Brady in line to potentially set even more franchise records. Then he's already sent, spent or uh, set in a very, very short period of time as the Buccaneers uh, quarterback. Wide receiver Mike Evans, where do you know he is a, a stud a star within the franchise, his sixth straight season as a team captain, already the franchise leader in catches, yards, and touchdowns uh, by a wide receiver. He is 699 yards from becoming the third receiver in NFL history 
to amass 10,000 receiving yards in nine NFL seasons. So 699 yards or more, and he will hit that mark 1,113 yards this season. And Mike Evans will become the second most second leading receiver in NFL history through nine seasons, passing Larry Fitzgerald, who currently sits in that spot with 10,413. Mike Evans is way too far away from Jerry Rice to threaten for the number one spot. But going back to that first one, right? Third receiver in NFL history to hit 10,000 in under 10 seasons. Uh, he would join Larry Fitzgerald and Jerry Rice in doing so. Three touchdowns is all Mike Evans needs to become the second most touchdown scoring leader, have the second most touchdowns by receiver in NFL history through nine seasons. Larry, Larry Fitzgerald and Randy Moss each have 77. And of course, if he gets a thousand yards, he will be, uh, it'll be his ninth straight season to do so to start an NFL career, extending his own record uh, for one more season. Linebacker Levante David, his ninth straight season being elected or chosen as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team captain. He is the franchise leader, of course, in forced fumbles and tackles for a loss. One sack from becoming the second uh, second most linebacker in, in franchise history in sacks. Uh, Broderick Thomas, 26 and a half sacks right now for the franchise. So Levante David just needs one sack and he will pass Broderick Thomas to have the second most sacks in team history. Linebacker Devin White, his fourth season in the NFL, third season as a team captain. Defensive tackle Vita Vea, again, the rookie here among the team captains. And Todd Bowles was asked about that on Monday, said, quote, Vita got a lot of votes. He prepared very well. He had a good offseason. He came back in shape. He shed some weight. He's been leading the film room charges, and he's become a leader on this team. I think that speaks a lot about him, end quote. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, this seems a little thin on, on team captains because, well, it is, and Todd Bowles said on Monday that a special teams captain would be named later. Bradley Pinion and linebacker Kevin Minter were the last two special teams captains for this team. Neither of them is on this team. In fact, I think if you go all the way back to Dario Mbwale, every special teams captain the following season, I want to say going back to Dari, has then not been a part of the team the following season. So being a special teams captain, almost a curse in a way. So I put together three names for you guys to kind of mull over that maybe could be this year's special teams captain. I'll be interested to see if James and Evan bring up their own uh, ideas here uh, on their next episode, but kind of slim pickings really, when you look at it, I think the, the easy obvious choice would be kicker Ryan suck up, right? I think, you know, he's a veteran, he's the kicker, he's going to score points, all that stuff. You put the C on his chest, you make him the team captain. But if the Buccaneers wanted the easy answer, they would have already done it. So I think there's, a couple of interesting options, one of those being linebacker K.J. Britt. Now, of course, if you do that, you've got three linebackers as captains. But, of course, you go back to Kevin Minter, and you had that before. But then you have all team captains being on defense except for Brady and Evans, only two on the offense. But if you want to go on the offensive side of things, your choices are even slimmer because I guess you could go Jalen Darden if he becomes your secured starting or you know your number one return guy. But really, if you look through the preseason, the offensive player that had the most special team snaps, rookie tight end Cade Otten. And I don't know that you put the C on a rookie, even a special teams captain's patch on a rookie. But I mean, if you just go by the snaps there, Cade Otten might be your guy. So I think KJ Britt Ryan suck up probably more likely to be your special teams captain. But Todd Bull saying that 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 will be announced 
at a later date. So some interesting things there. So congratulations to all those guys, especially Vita Vea, uh, his first year as a team captain there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, on Monday, there was also a Chris Godwin development. I'm going to tell you how much we should have really expect him to play, if at all, in week one. And I'm going to do that thanks to our friends at Prize Picks. Week one is right around the corner, and maybe you don't really care about Thursday night's opening matchup, the Rams versus the Bills. Maybe you do, but maybe you don't. But maybe you could find a way to find interest in Josh Allen, Allen Robinson, Dawson Knox, maybe even Cam Akers, because if you're like me, you're going to be using Prize Picks Thursday night and you're going to be picking some players. It's very easy to do. All you got to do, you pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projections, you could win up to 10 times more of the money that you entered into. It's not competing with other people and their crazy algorithms, just you against the projections. And they've got more than NFL. They've got NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college sports, and more. Each entry can be made in under 60 seconds, and they offer safe and fast withdrawals. Prize Picks is currently available in over 30 states and in Canada. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit matchup up to $100 with the promo code locked on. So if you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit matchup up to $100 at Prize Picks. Again, for making Locked On Bucks podcast first listen or your first view every single day. Who are the new Dallas Cowboys that you need to know before Sunday night? I'm going to tell you that here in a bit. But first, Chris Godwin practiced without a brace on his surgically repaired knee on Monday. Todd Bowles was asked about it on Monday and said, quote, well, we're in spiders. It's a plus to always see him without a brace running around, which means his confidence has grown, end quote. For those of you who don't know, spiders mean shells. Shells mean not pads, meaning not fully kitted up, geared up, uh, as it were, for, for the practice. But as much as Coach Bowles may be wanting to play down that a little bit from a strategic standpoint, I'll tell you, I saw Chris Godwin run in shells, and I saw him do it with a knee brace on. So running in shells, even in shells without a knee brace on, is certainly something to get excited about, something that is encouraging as far as his recovery from that torn ACL uh, is is concerned now coach Bowles was also asked uh, how people were doing health wise as far as playing on Sunday night he said quote everybody's trending toward playing Sunday night end quote Let me read that again quote everybody's trending toward playing Sunday night end quote everybody to me means Chris Godwin and that would mean a week one return and if you remember guys it wasn't even like a month and month and a half ago we had quote unquote experts out here talking about Chris Godwin may not even play until December. Here we are. It's early September. Chris Godwin may be playing before September 15th. Uh, forget December. We're talking September. So very, very impressive uh, what he's been able to do. And you go back to Cyril Grayson appearing on the Pew Report podcast, talking about how Chris was going to surprise people with his recovery uh, and all that stuff. And another player, another Buccaneers receiver that has surprised people maybe is Julio Jones. Coach Bowles said of Julio, quote, he's kind of gotten to the point where he's returned to his old self. He's been great mentally. He's been great for the guys in the room as well as out on the practice field, DBs alike. Right now he can play. We have a bunch of receivers that can play. So the pitch count should be kind of even depending on who we play and how we play it. We think he can lend a lot for us. We've just got to knock on wood and keep him healthy. End quote. Of course, Coach Bowles saying that and the fact that Chris Godwin is running around without a knee brace on got me thinking. 
how many snaps could Chris Godwin realistically play? So again, Todd Bowles said that everybody right now is trending towards playing Sunday night. And I, you know, I take everybody to mean Chris Godwin. He's a person, he's a person on the, on the roster. So everybody means Chris Godwin, right? So last year, when Tampa Bay Buccaneers ran 65 offensive snaps against the Dallas Cowboys in that week one win. There's no way to accurately deduce or try to predict how many snaps the Buccaneers will run this year, this year uh, in week one, but let's go 65 just to ballpark it, right? Mike Evans last year, he didn't get 95% of the snaps last year. I think he got like 94, 93. Chris Godwin actually got more snaps than Mike Evans, but I think this year Mike Evans has to be your lion's share guy, so I predict he's going to get 95% of the snaps, which would work out to about 62 of 65 offensive snaps. So you give him three snaps off. Maybe it's goal line. I don't know. You give him a couple of snaps off to breathe. Then we're going to go with Russell Gage, the new guy. And he's had his own injury struggles, right? But I think when you look at it, he's the younger guy. Hopefully the injury isn't, you know, lingering and there's nothing that we don't know about, stuff like that. I've got him going 70% here in week one because I think the team's going to lean on him just a little bit more knowing that if all goes well, again, like Todd Bowles said, kind of knock on wood or whatever, that moving forward into week two, week three, so on and so forth, they can work that workload on Russell Gage down a little bit. So I've got him going 70% right now, 46 snaps for Russell Gage out of the 65. That's a lot, but I feel like that will work itself to where Chris Godwin and Julio Jones, and again, this kind of goes back to Coach Bowles, right? Trying to kind of keep it a little bit even, with those two guys, Julio Jones still kind of getting fully up to football shape. Chris Godwin doing well, but still kind of recovering from that injury. I've got each of them going 45%. So just under 50%. And maybe that's a little bit high for some people, but that's, I don't know. I feel good about it, guys. I feel good about what Chris is doing. I feel good about what Julio is doing. Maybe you go more 45 Julio. Chris drops down to like 35%. Either way, you're talking somewhere between 25 and 29 snaps for both Chris Godwin and Julio Jones. The rest of the time, you're going to see Scotty Miller, maybe some Jalen Darden. You'll see some other guys out there on the field. So that's kind of my projection for how many snaps Chris Godwin can be expected to get. We'll see how accurate I am. Uh, we'll see if James and Evan are brave enough to, to wade into that part of the prediction pool with me uh, or if I'm going to be the only one left holding receipts after Sunday night's game. Someone that we do know is going to get plenty of snaps because of what was said on Monday, cornerback Jamel Dean who was announced the starter opposite of Carlton Davis for week one. Todd Bowles saying, quote, he's made great improvements since he got here and he studies. He comes back in shape. It was a tough battle because Sean Murphy Bunting had a heck of a camp. He really did. Dean had just a notch better and they both will play a lot, end quote. So Dean and SMB are going to get plenty of play. And, you know, in today's NFL, three receivers basically are your starting receivers, which means three DBs are basically your starting DBs. Teams spend so much more time in nickel and sub packages and all that stuff than they do their base defense. So Sean Murphy Bunting is going to get plenty of opportunities, but I think this is an important salvo, right? Jamel Dean kind of taking that first stride. We talk about him, Sean Murphy Bunting and Mike Edwards of three defensive backs. The Buccaneers have that are all in contract years. You can only bring back one or two of them at the most. I don't think there's a way you bring back all three unless they all take super team friendly deals. Um, if they don't, then you're going to only bring back one or two of these guys and Jamel Dean it's only the first step, right? It's only one battle in the entire war, but Jamal Dean winning the first battle, getting that starting job. Casey Rogers, Coach Casey Rogers, talked about Jamal Dean as well on Monday, talked about how he established the camp competition early, really kind of came into training camp, showed them that it was going to be a battle, mentioned watching film with some of the other coaches and how he's basically always getting his hands on the football and how important that is in their scheme. 
when you're talking about covering the X and Z receivers. Sean Murphy Bunting also had a good camp. Coach Rogers also mentioned that as well, but he did say that Dean looks smarter playing situational football as a player. That football IQ has really taken a step forward, which again, you go back to Coach Bowles' comments about how much Dean studies and how much he's really understanding about the game. Communication, becoming a more holistic player. Cornerback, one of the hardest positions to become an NFL player in from the college game. Jamel Dean really showing that mental side of it. Devin White, team captain, spoke to the media as well and said about his teammate, quote, I can just speak on his training camp. He's been attacking the ball. Dean was always a player who was going to be in position. He wasn't going after the ball, but he wasn't going to be beat. He took his game to another level. He's tall, probably the fastest defensive player. He's long and has good range. Now that he's attacking the ball, I think that put together a resume, end quote. So Jamel Dean, maybe a very electric season coming up, a very electric week one coming up. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to take our first look at the Cowboys next. But first, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Just in time for college football season, Built.com has released their Cougar Tail Puffs. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. For those who don't know, Built is actually based in Utah. And now they've created their own BYU-inspired flavor of Built Puff. It has 17 grams of protein, 150 calories, and it's a delicious maple chocolate coating. This cougar tail is along the trail to fame and glory. Now everyone can have the full stadium experience. Inspiration for the cougar tail comes from a maple bar donut that has fans waiting in concession lines long before the games even start. Built has joined with BYU and made a protein bar that makes every day feel like game day. Even if you're not a fan of the Cougars, you're going to be a fan of this Built Puff bar. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or you just need to grab a quick bite, Built is a perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and the sugar. Grab yourself a Built bar. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. Final segment of this episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. David Harrison here without James Jarko. James uh, covering down for me all last week while I was sick. So I greatly appreciate that, but I'm back with you now. We're talking Dallas Cowboys. So let's take our first look at this Dallas Cowboys team and what they have done. Now, if you want to, I actually did a, a offseason crossover with the guys from the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Didn't do the greatest numbers in the world. A little too early. It was a little ahead of his time. It was like Marty McFly and Back to the Future. A little bit ahead of its time. But now that we're here to game week, maybe you want to go back and check out that full-blown offseason preview. If not, we're going to talk about this. And, of course, we've got crossover Thursdays returning this year. So we will have Locked On Cowboys on this week to get down to the nitty-gritty. But let's get first up, first and foremost, what I can tell you about the Dallas Cowboys. Impact losses. Wide receiver Amari Cooper traded this offseason to the Cleveland Browns. Defensive end Randy Gregory, free agent, ends up signing with the Denver Broncos. Offensive tackle Tyron Smith, a torn hamstring. Definitely not playing week one. After that, outside the postseason, don't need to worry about it. But Tyron Smith, torn hamstring, will not be playing this game, obviously. Impact gains, not a lot, to be quite honest with you. Wide receiver Jalen Tolbert, one of my favorite guys from the Senior Bowl, from the way that he was a late addition, fluent from Los Angeles, was at practice the next day. Still was able to really show up, show up. Third-round draft pick wide receiver for the Cowboys. And defensive end Sam Williams, a second-round draft pick. So, I mean, both your impact gains are rookies. Uh, draft pick Sam Williams is a depth player. Jalen Tolbert is a depth player. In fact, 
First round pick Tyler Smith, you have to tackle out of Tulsa, projected to be a second team offensive lineman. So, I mean, basically a lot of backups drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Those are your impact gains. I mean, let's if we're being real about it, guys, this Dallas Cowboys team, not as good on paper as the Dallas Cowboys team, this Buccaneers team saw last year. Now, it's the NFL. It's in Dallas. It's prime time. They would love nothing more than to hand the Buccaneers a loss to start the season. So never count anybody out. But I mean, let's just be real about it. Uh, I'll let the locked on Cowboys guys correct me if I'm wrong. But outside of these rookies, I don't see any huge impact players joining the roster this year. Some key stats from last year. This was the highest scoring offense in 2021, scoring 31.2 points per game. They put up 29 in week one against the Buccaneers last season. Obviously, then it went on to score more games per game or more points per game on average after that. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on, even without Amari Cooper, still a potentially explosive offense. They also had the second best third down defense last year and the second highest interception percentage in 2021 on defense, leading the league in interceptions with 26 of them in the season. Historically, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 5-15 and 15 all time against the Dallas Cowboys, but they have won two of the last four. This win would mark just the second time in franchise history that Tampa Bay has won consecutive regular season contests versus the Dallas Cowboys. The last time they did it was three wins from 2000, 2001, 2003. That was the last time the Buccaneers won consecutive games against this Cowboys franchise looking to do it again here this season. And a win on Sunday night would be the first Buccaneers win in Dallas since September of 2001. And it would only be the second win all time for the Buccaneers in Dallas. So some history on the line. The Buccaneers can improve to 6-15 and 15 with a win. And with that, I thank you for making the Locked on Bucks podcast. First listen or your first view every single day. Now for your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. James will be back with Evan Klosky of 10 Tampa Bay tomorrow for our next episode. If you've got questions or topics or comments that you want to discuss, send them in to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 813-444-5841. For James Jarko, I'm David Harris. Until we speak again, make sure you're checking out everything we're writing at BucksNation.com and at BucksGameDay.com. Find us on Twitter at DHarrison82 at Bucks and at LockedOnBucks. If you're out about, please be safe, be kind to one another, wash your hands, fire those cannons, and thank you for joining me right here at Locked On Bucks.